All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Truth Warrior. So happy to be here with you once again today. It is Monday, October the 4th, 2021. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world watching this stream. We are going to have an awesome discussion today with uh, a lovely lady that I met recently in my local community. Uh, she has been instrumental in actually organizing some local community meetups to uh, give people support, share information, uh, look look at solutions, etc. Uh, her name is Taya, and she's just she's a wealth of knowledge. Her energy is off the charts, very positive. And so we're going to give you all kinds of info today, but also a strong center of hope uh, in the future, because I know a lot of you out there are losing that right now. And uh, we can't have that. We can't have that in this battle. We need you here. We need you present. We need you to have uh, faith that in the end, the truth is going to win. So we're going to be talking about a lot of those themes. Um, before we do, let me just quickly uh, announce a little bit of stuff that maybe some of you guys know about, but maybe some of you are just tuning in. We just had the launch of the Cult of the Medics Chapter 3. That just dropped this week, and uh, it's getting incredible, incredible feedback and reviews. So thank you to all of you who tuned in for the live stream, who are uh, sharing that out. Uh, for those that are looking for where to get access to all the chapters, there's been three chapters released, as long as a bonus chapter, or along with a bonus chapter, and also the trailer, which I consider to be a mini chapter of itself, of its own. Uh, but if you want to find all that information, you can go to cultofthemedics.com and you'll see that we've got all of the stuff linked there. Let me just find where I put that website. There it is. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Okay. It's not going to come up for me. That's fine. Cultofthemedics.com, guys. You can find all the chapters. You can share it out. I've even activated the uh, download link on Vimeo so you can download the MP4 of each chapter. And uh, do me a solid and try to share it out as far and wide as you possibly can. This information uh, needs to get out to people. And I did my very best to try to make it very watchable, um, artistic, trying to pull up both the left and the right hemisphere of the brain and, uh, and to give you guys some tools that you can share with your friends and family to, to hopefully help wake them up to what's really going on. So go and check that out. Uh, quick note about my sponsor. Uh, it's all about starving the beast. If you guys watch chapter three, there was a strong section in there on Vanguard and BlackRock, and we are actively working on a campaign to defund Vanguard to the very best that we possibly can. Um, so that is part of uh, the sponsorship that I have for my show. We created the website, and, and uh, you can go there and check it out just for some alternatives. Um, and the website is truthwarriorswitch.com, truthwarriorswitch.com, and uh, we're just providing an alternative and actually, the the uh, the groups that I'm involved with with that project were actually approached by BlackRock, and uh, they were approached to get bought out, and they didn't bend the knee, and they basically told them to hit the hit the road, and they are choosing to remain independent. And we're starting to see some of these smaller businesses and even uh, farmers and people that are buying up land, uh, trying to get ahead of this and uh, hopefully give us some solutions for things like food shortages and alternatives so that we don't have to keep buying from these same multinational corporations that they own everything, they run everything. And um, if we keep giving them our money, they keep using that money for all kinds of nefarious purposes, paying off the mainstream media, buying off your politicians, uh, creating toxic products that uh, kill and maim. 
and uh, trying to corner the market so that freedom dies. So we can't fund them anymore, guys. We've got to stop spending there. So check it out, truthwarriorswitch.com. Um, and if that's not the solution for you, try to find a solution for you that works. Think about going with local community, small businesses that aren't enforcing these tyrannical mandates, uh, teaming up with other people. And also something me and my family have been doing is just trying to be more self-sufficient, you know, growing stuff in our garden, um, talking to our neighbors who have chickens and doing trades for eggs and vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Um, so there's a lot of solutions that are there in front of us and we need to, uh, work on building them into our lives. And that's what today's show is going to be all about. So let's bring on Taya without any further ado. There she is. Taya, thank you so much for joining me. Um, I want to welcome you to truth warrior. I think my audience is going to absolutely love you. Like I do, uh, the conversations that you and I have had in a short period of time, I've been, I was very impressed. I was impressed at the length of time that you've been researching these subjects, your mentality, your energy. Uh, I just wanted to share that with my audience today. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here with me. Thank you so much, David. I'm just absolutely delighted to be here and to be sharing with you from my heart and from my experience of what I've ex had in the world so far to date. I've been around for a while now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're here because we need people like you, Taya. Your energy is just amazing. It's very positive, but you're also very grounded. And that's what I like to see, that balance. Um, and in our conversations, I could just tell you've done your research and you're right in the thick of it. And here you are organizing a community local to us to get people together, sharing ideas, trying to feature speakers, trying to give people hope. There's a lot of people out there right now that don't really feel very hopeful. They feel very pessimistic, and I can totally understand why. I think we're all going through that roller coaster ride of this time in which we live. But before we get into that stuff, I wondered if you could introduce yourself a little bit and get into your background and what was your journey of awakening like? I mean, awakening, first of all, to the reality of the world and, and how it's run and the controllers and all that, but also your personal spiritual awakening. Um, what gave you that beautiful positive energy that you have? Well, I was raised in a French-Canadian family in northern Ontario. It was uh, unfortunately a bit of a dysfunctional family. However, I left there when I was 16 years old, so I was out in the world at quite an early age. And it was very, um, life took me to wonderful, wonderful places. I became a world traveler. I've traveled, I've circumnavigated the world about three times already. And I always looked at uh, people and places as a wonderful education for me for for learning about life and I always called it I, I always said I went to Humaniversity because that's where <laughs> that's where you get it you know you don't get it in schools and in institutions you get it connecting with the people and having been uh, having grown up with both languages French and English I'm, I have an adaptability to learning other languages. So in Italy, I would be able to shop and do my things in, in their language. And people always appreciate that so much. So all my traveling opened up my whole world, my whole vision of how I see things. I've always been a very positive person. And so my I think my education started there with just being with the people. And then I uh, settled in. I became an entrepreneur. I was a desktop publisher for many, many years. Oh, uh, I've done massage work as well. I was always very much uh, focused on personal growth. That's been a very big key for me. Health and personal growth have always been a big focus. So, uh, And I continue to do that as well. 
because ultimately we have to keep going inside and we have to keep growing. And especially in these times, David, it's more and more important to do that. That's right. I think one of the really, um, the really important breakthroughs for me was in 2004 when I was in a really bad motor vehicle accident. I was in a coma for six days following that accident. It was here on the island. I was airlifted to Vancouver. Wow. And um, I, was, I ended up in hospital for three months. I had my boy in the car with me. He was injured as well. So it was a really tough go. But I remember waking up from the ICU after six days, and my sister had had the foresight of putting a photo on the side of the bed that showed me that my little boy was in a hospital somewhere with a big smile on his face. And that gave me the will to live because, you know, if I had lost my child, it would have been a very, very difficult journey to get myself back together. Mm. But in that time and lying in the hospital bed for three months without hardly having any movement, I mean, you know, when you can't do anything for yourself, when you're at that level, it, it takes you to a whole different place. But um, amongst all of that, it was really fascinating because there I was lying. I could hardly move. I had, I had broken my left arm. I'm left-handed. I had broken my legs. I couldn't walk. And I'm lying there. My face was all scrunched up as well. I, I really I hit the uh, steering wheel of my car. But, David, I've never felt stronger in my life. It was phenomenal. It was just like Incredible. the energy and spirit was just shining through me. And at that point... I learned to let go of, of all the stuff, like to not take anything too seriously, to just be able to go with the flow and yeah. to know that I am spirit, I am immortal, and whatever happens is okay. So I surrendered basically to the situation I was in. I didn't even know if I'd ever be able to walk again. But, you know, I worked really hard. I did my physio. And after you come out of an injury like that, like I ended up having atrophy, right? And then I couldn't move. So doing physio when you're having to unhook your limbs is a whole different experience. I mean, I've known pain to the extent that I, I'm sure a lot of people haven't because every single inch you're having to work through the pain. No pain, wow. no gain in this, in this game. That's <laughs> no for kidding. Sure. You so, were a tough uh, cookie so, you were. I am. I am. I'm a survivor in many, many ways. So I was very tenacious. I did my work. I went to all the, the physio and everything. And I remember one day I was hanging out with my cane, with my crutches. So I went the whole route from um, wheelchair to crutches and everything. And there I was one day in my living room. I had the music blaring with Jesse Cook. And I closed my eyes. And in my mind's eye, I was dancing. And I was physically moving free form without any, any hindrances. And my legs were back together because I feel that our mind is so powerful. And if you can feel it, if you can see it, you can make it happen. And ultimately, I met this Irish woman. She took me to a pub and I started dancing with my crutches. And I wow. had a few people that would take me up. And it's like it came through and I got stronger and stronger. Because when I came out of that accident, I was literally waddling like a duck. And I thought, how am I hell, how the hell am I going to go through life doing that? And I connected with some wonderful, wonderful healers. There was a beautiful man who's passed away last year. He was a heller worker. He was actually, he ran a school here in Victoria. And he was okay. just an amazing, amazing, wonderful man. I walked in there and 10 weeks later, I walked out and I could walk like a human being again. So my journey was, was wow. quite challenging, 
but now you can't even tell as you see me, as you look at me, you can't even tell what I've been through. And I'm in no pain. I take care of myself. I eat properly. I keep detoxing and really working at that level. And that keeps me limber and fit because I'm also a jewelry artist. And part of my healing of my hands, thank God I had the supination, pronation thing still happening because there was question of whether I'd even have the use of my left hand again. So I used that time when I couldn't walk to start to make things and to start to work with beads and everything like that. And I ended up with a very successful business at one of the local markets here for the last 12 years. And that's uh, incredible, which was decimated by the, by the Mm. pandemic last year, but still, you know, so that's what kind of led me through, through the beginning of my life to where I was, to where I could see things from a whole different place and not be attached where I could witness and not be attached. And I've always been a seeker. I've always been a very curious person. So whenever there's something going on, it's like, let me get in there. Let me see what's happening. <laughs> You're like my spirit, right? Like, it's just, there's something about you that I knew right away. It's as if I've always kind of felt like I knew you. I don't know what to say about that. I'm not trying to blow yeah. smoke or anything. It's just seriously, guys, I've only spoken to Taya twice physically. And there's just, sometimes you meet people, there's a connection. And I just see that you have yeah. that I could tell you have that toughness in you because you're also very much grounded in reality, even though we would talk about things about like spiritual dimensions and all that stuff going on. But you're very you're very grounded and, and you're also very strong. And it must be because of these experiences that as much as it seems like a curse at the time, because uh, I've had my challenges as well. I'm sure everybody out there listening has had theirs. But when you look back, do you feel that that experience, as hard as it was, has equipped you? for what's going on now in this time. Oh, absolutely. The adversity I've been through, I would never want to wish on anyone. I would not want to relive it again. But man, it's made me who I am. And for that, I will be forever grateful because I love who I am. I love this strong spirit. And, you know, I have Métis background in me as well. So I'm riding both lines with the French Canadian and the Métis. It's like, (laughs) watch out, guys. I'm a force to contend with. Good for you. And I've I've reclaimed my voice. I've been doing some breathing work with some wonderful community members here. And I encourage everybody to do that for themselves because the breathing. Oh, and another thing I didn't mention either is I was born with a hole in my heart. So I had open heart surgery at age 12. And so I was a shallow breather for many, many years. And by doing the breath work, it's freed up. Like this whole part of me, it was hard for me to breathe in and to trust and to surrender to that. It was almost like painful. And now in the process of having done about five breathing sessions, the last one I did, it was a one-on-one lying on the ground with cedar trees around me looking up at the sky. And they're saying to me, use your voice. Well, I think I screamed out that for us because this part of the part of the release for me is reowning myself and my voice and that I have a lot to share and I have a lot to say. So it was a real, so many breakthroughs that I've had in that experience. It's just been fantastic. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, no, it's the old saying, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. It's not just a saying. No. And, um, and well, here you are. So then, so you went through this personal excruciating experience that gave you the strength. And then what was it that woke you up to the reality of the world as we've discussed? Well, 
I've always wondered, you know, I've always questioned and wondered why are things the way they are? And of course, having come from a, such an asleep family, there was no guidance there at all. Everybody was just asleep doing their thing, right? And I connected with a, a man that I subsequently married, and uh, he was a former optometrist, and he was quite out there in the world. I started uh, going with him and supporting him and doing workshops and things like that. And so we lived on the Sunshine Coast for many years, about 10 years. And one day he came home and he said, Taya, he said, I've met this really incredible man in Vancouver. And he said, I'd like to bring him over. I want us to uh, set up a talk for him at our community center. And uh, of course, he wanted to invite him to stay with us. So I said, sure. And I, I had never heard of him. His name was David Icke. No and way. <laughs> absolutely. And when was this, wasn't this in like the 90s or something? It was in the mid-90s. In the mid-90s. I think he had... Wow. Uh, he was just getting on track to taking what he knew out in the world, right? Because he'd been researching for a very long time and he'd lost his job with, what was he, with the broadcasting? He was a, a journalist at one point. Right. So anyway, we organized, because I was a good organizer back then and I'm even better now. And it's all the things you get to uh, you get to tap into, eh? all the skills. It's like now is yeah. I'm made for this and everything I've learned is coming forth for what I'm doing now but anyway we got him over and the thing that amazed me at the time when he did come over is I thought my god like this guy he eats and sleeps and drinks this stuff like that's all he does he was just so focused and always always talking about that and I thought god I'd have a hard time spending too many days in a row with him I'd get like totally overwhelmed <laughs> but anyway he was very interesting um there was a lot of things that I hadn't been kind of, oh, I, I hadn't really heard about like the reptilians and all of that and the extent to what he was going on. But I've always, I've known, you know, that ETs exist. There was just an innate thing in me that it's like, we are not alone. And there's, I, I always, I always said uh, anything is possible. Right. Right. So yeah. I was open to what he shared and I thought, well, Here's part of my education. So we had him over. He spent the night. We uh, we hosted a full house for him in our in our local little community center, and so he gave a lot of people a lot of food for thought. And so then that was it for that time being. And then I went on to being occupied with working and having a family, and that takes up a lot of focus as well. Oh yeah. And just about um, oh, it was a good three or four years before this whole COVID bullshit started coming down on us, I started tapping into him again. And I was just so thrilled because I could see the maturity. I could see that David was bringing in the consciousness. He was, you know, he had, he had taken it to a whole new level and a level that I thought needed to be addressed most of all, that whole area. And yeah. so I started to pay more attention to him and I, I got very excited. I mean, one of my first films I ever watched, and that was before I connected with David again, but again, my curiosity led me to Zeitgeist, right? I watched Zeitgeist and uh, anything that I could get. Then I started digging around on the internet and went down many, many, many rabbit holes. I've known about so much stuff for many. so long. Yeah. So it's been about what, 35 years now since I first wow. started my journey with all of this. So when the pandemic happened, it was like, of course. I mean, I was not surprised. And I tell you, there was no goddamn way in the world I was ever going to wear their fucking face diaper. Ever. 
ever. So when you oh say right God. from the beginning, you knew, Taya, right from the beginning, you right felt something. Beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. I knew with everything that I knew, I thought, yeah, this is it. This is happening. It's it's coming to be. And I knew all about I knew all about the cult and the cabal and the Rothschilds, everything. I even knew that they had this thing about, you know, muffling people and stopping people. And I thought, I can't, I just can't go there. I just can't fucking go there. So I didn't. And I have a partner, thankfully, who was willing to go to those places where I wasn't willing to go with the diaper on. <laughs> See, he did all the message. He did he went he went out to get all the groceries and all that stuff for you. In some places, what I also did as it became active in there as well. So what I would do is I would phone the stores that I wanted to go to. And I played my senior card a little bit with them. So I said, you know, I'm a senior. I said, I'm mask exempt because I'm, I'm naturally mask exempt. I like to freaking breathe, right? So, <laughs> so I'd say I'm mask exempt. And I said, am I welcome in your store? And then I would wait for their answer. And if it was a yes, then it's like, great. I look forward to coming in. And if it was no, well, you've just lost the customer. So I hope you realize that. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. For some of us, you know, when we know what's going on, we just can't, we just can't do it. I I, I just can't. I just can't. <laughs> no, good for you. And you're listening to your intuition as well. Um, yeah. And that's, it was the same with me at the beginning. I'd been also on this track of researching these subjects for a long time. And the moment I heard the, I'd been following when this was going on in Wuhan and China and everybody, well, what's going on over there? And then I started to see some smoke signals and I saw the first World Health Organization live stream and I just knew every part of me was screaming, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And I just went, okay, this has got to be, I got to look at this. And it was shortly thereafter that I lost my dojo business, which was my full-time gig. I was doing this sort of part-time and I knew, okay, this is what we've been training for. This is yep. that I felt like this inside me went, this is, this is yep. the last battle. This is, this is where it's all going to come. So I stopped all the other projects I was doing. I, uh, I basically said, okay, I'm going to go full time and research this pandemic top to bottom. And that's what yep. I've dedicated myself to from the beginning and speaking to people like yourself, speaking to doctors, speaking to police officers, trying to bring people on yep. to add some context to it. But, um, what I really loved about talking to you is that you had all that awareness. You knew about the dark side of the force, so to speak. You knew about the history of what was really coming down. You saw this coming, and and yet you maintained your humanity. Uh, I've known yeah. a lot of people, Taya, in this field that do the work I do, that do the stuff you do, but they lost the internal battle, and they've become very depressed, very pessimistic, yeah. um, almost nasty now, you know, just I, negative. I refuse, I refuse to do that because that's yeah. part of what they want, right? They want to fear monger right. us and they want to bring in the fear. And to add to what you were saying about the Wuhan, uh, was interesting because in October of 2018, I guess eh, that was just before this all came down. Yep. I was in Vienna visiting with my young boy who, well, he's not a young boy now, he's a young man, but he's living in Austria. And we went there for a month to visit him and spend time with him for his birthday. And on the way back, so got back into November, I became very ill. And I think I got COVID at that point. I mean, I'm sure of it. I, I was sick for six weeks, David. It was like a flu like I've never had before. And I was so weak, I could barely even get up and walk to the kitchen and wow. walk back again. I was coughing my guts out. Um, there was another thing happening at the time 
at the same time, which didn't help. Uh, my son's father that we got to connect with in, uh, in Vienna announced two months later that he had, uh, he had stage four liver cancer and passed away at the same time as well. Yeah. So there was a lot on my plate and I wasn't sure if I was reacting just emotionally, but in retrospect, thinking of when this whole Wuhan thing was happening, October, November, you know, there was, there was, there was stuff happening. We were in airports, we were in the airplane. So I put it together because I've never had a flu like that. And I said, I thought to myself, well, grief is one thing, but this was definitely another. I had some Reiki friends praying over me and I do my own colloidal silver. I'm very active mm. and alternative. I've never also, I've never bought into the pharmaceutical as Good much as I've been interfered with, like with having a, a heart operation and having a car accident. I've had all kinds of drugs coming through me, but as a person in my life, I'm very alternative. I would go to the doctors and say, okay, what do you think it is? Then get a name or get, get some kind of take on it. And then I'd take it to my healers and go, okay, this is what they think it is. So let's That's see, it. let's see what we can do. So That's I've never relied on it and I want them to disappear. I want them to die off because they are doing such a disservice to the planet. The way they count, the way they, um, they took out, right, the naturopaths. I mean, they came yeah. in and they took them all out. They made it all sound as if they were God's gift to have to, to all of us. And it turns out that it was the devil that was behind that card. You're spot on. Yeah, this is what I'm trying to expose in this series, the cult of the medics. It is a cult yeah. and yeah. it's ancient. There's nothing new about it. Uh, it didn't just spring up yesterday. And uh, these people are responsible for more deaths than all of the world wars combined. And, uh, and they're continuing to operate unabated and unchallenged, yeah. except now yeah. here we are, Taya, yeah. challenging yeah. the hell out of them. Exactly. So they're, that's they're what like this is octopus, about. They're like a big octopus, aren't they? Yep. They're like a big, and they've taken over all institutions, like, because they've had eons. I mean, this has been centuries in the making, all of this, right? That's right. And that's why they're, they're finding it in the public school system, anywhere that they've been able to and I mean, I didn't realize that, but even in the 80s, they were affecting my children in their school. And I mm. tell you, David, if I had been more aware at that time, I would have pulled my kids out. But, wow. you know, you do the best with what you've got. And, uh, yeah. and unfortunately, I see how my sons are part of that system. They're not really interested. They're not really active in anything. You know, they'd rather be playing their games on the computer. And I go... You know, and I try not to take it personally that it's my fault that they turned out like that. It's like they got their own journey on this planet. So, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you do the best you can. And then you, what you're doing is being an example. And that's what I love is that you could have just kept this knowledge to yourself and just kind of went, okay, I know what's going on with this big train wreck we're all in. But yeah. uh, you decided to share that and get out there in your local community. You don't do any shows or any things like that. You just, you speak to people locally and you've gathered together, what's the numbers at, right? Maybe just actually tell people a little bit about this beautiful community that you and Brett and some of these people have made. Yeah, and Marilyn, that's her mother. Yeah, oh, we're, that's right. We're, we're a tight her, team. Her parents are amazing, yeah. Well, you know, what I've done all along with this is I've created a network of friends. Like I'm on a lot of groups. I can access like almost over, over 100,000 people on all the groups. So anything, any information I found that was really valid and pertinent, I would share it. And I've got a personal group of over 50 people across Canada that have remained friends with me from Facebook. And now that fake, fake book is down right now, it's very yeah, it's interesting 
because a month ago or a month or a month and a half ago, I reached out to all those friends and I said, you know, because I've been in jail, right? They've thrown me in fake book jail, right? 30 days I got the last time I thought, okay, I'm telling them. Good for this you. Is wor- this is working, right? I'm, I'm yeah. doing my job here. You're doing something right. That's right. I didn't want to lose touch with all those beautiful people. So I just wrote them each a little note and I said, you know what? I said, send me your email. I don't want to lose touch with you. So I've got them on an email now and I want to actually connect with them and connect them with our movement as well. So while I'm doing that and networking and, and you know, I'm on Telegram, the only one I didn't go on was Instagram because that was a little bit, it's not very user friendly at all. And even though I'm well versed on the computer with all my skills that I have, it was a little daunting. So I didn't go there. So anyway, I'm dancing around on Facebook and Telegram and now I'm on Signal and all of that. So on one of the, um, one of the people that I was connecting with, there popped Marilyn up one day saying, you know, people are feeling really alone. They want to have some support. Uh, why don't I open up my home and we can meet at my home? I have a nice big backyard and everything. And so she put it out there. And I think I was one of the first people that responded. I went, Marilyn, that's a great idea. I said, let's do it. So then uh, we gathered together in our first meeting. I mean, I was trying to think back of when it started. It must have been about maybe three months ago now, because in between I got I, I became secretary for the PPC because I wanted to see some other energy come into our world as well, someone yeah. who was for freedom and sovereignty. So we showed up at her place, and there was 14 of us the first time. And then I... Uh, and we're in a small community, just so people know. It's a small community yeah. anyways. So yeah. that's so actually then, pretty impressive. She was trying to put together the list so that we'd have an attendance list of what people were there and who, who they were and everything. And I saw, I said to her, well, let me be the secretary. I said, that's my forte. I'm really good at doing those kinds of things. And Brett, her daughter, uh, she's a beautiful young woman, and she's quite versed with uh, setting up groups and stuff. So she set up groups on, uh, on Facebook and, uh, and um, Signal. So she set those groups up. So between the three of us, we had ways to reaching people. And then the next meeting, it doubled, and then it, it went, and it just increased from there. And now we've got a sizable group, and we are definitely not alone. The more, the more I meet new people, the more, like, we're, it's a movement. It's a, it's a countrywide movement, this is. And I'm starting to meet other leaders in other places. There's people stepping up that are leading, that are doing emergency preparedness. You know, whether or not this goes anywhere further, David, than what it is, we all need to have that link, that unity together as as, right. as community. Because, you know That's what? what's been lost. That's what we've the, lost over all of this, right? The feeling of tribe, the feeling of togetherness that I'm getting from the people that I'm meeting now. I mean, like I can meet you and I met you and within... The time of our no of our meeting, it was like I could say I love you, and like I really fucking meant it. You know, it was like it's a, it's a real thing, because we're all you know we're we're all awake, we're all questioning everything, and we know that the only way we get out of this is by working together, is by uniting together, and going inside. You have to have that spiritual component, however That's that right. gets to look for you. Right. It's all well, and, and what, what you've created. Yeah. What you've created gives people confidence because think about what most people aren't used to being an outsider. You and I, we were 
born and bred outsiders and, and, you know, strong selves and strong rebels. rebels and, you know, we could do this alone if we needed to, but there's a lot of people out there that can't. And, um, we have to put something in place to at least give people a chance to, to, to see what's going on. And by you creating that idea of this movement of let's just get together and sit around and talk and share ideas and vent frustrations and, and bring in other speakers and show people, show people you're not alone. You're not alone in your local communities. You're not alone in your country. You're not alone on this planet. This movement you're talking about, Taya, I'm very much plugged into these groups all over the world. And um, I'm talking to police officers, uh, doctors, lawyers, politics, everybody. Exactly. And, exactly. and also just common people just like me and you. And and seeing well, those that guys this are common people. Those guys are people too, right? They're all we're, people, we're all right? It's hitting everybody. Beings. Yeah. So yeah. there's two, there's two viruses going around and one is the communist fear, totalitarian, you know, virus. Yeah. And then there's and the, the, other the truth the awake, virus, the awake virus, <laughs> the awakening virus. And it's contagious <laughs> as hell and it's spreading around real fast. You know, it is, it is. And people like, you know, if we can offer people the security, um, thriving food, you know, take away those aspects and know that, I mean, these group that I'm connected to, I mean, we're talking of trucking things in, we're talking about having truckers that can bring food in if we need to. It's almost like we're creating a, a, a separate vein, a separate community, a separate, you know, it's like, okay, get out of my sandbox, you guys, the government and all the cabal and everybody, we're just going to do this on our own. I mean, I heard that with 200 people, you can even start up your own goddamn police force. How's that? doesn't yeah. take much. It, it doesn't, doesn't take much at all. So we've been raised to think that we need the matrix. Like, and there yeah. are, there, if it wasn't so corrupt, there would be a lot of advantages to it. But the problem is it's become so corrupt from top to bottom, yeah. inside and out. And here we are waiting for the next cue to come from some corrupt government officials or, or yeah. Bonnie Henry's or whatever, these people that are, that are Henry. In the, exactly like <laughs> who, why? And you go, well, they're trying to tell you, Oh, the mask is man. There's a mandate there. You, you must get this shot and all this. It's like, really? You're just saying that yeah. I don't have to do Jack. In fact, we've forgotten that we paid these people to just manage some accounting and some administration administration. Yeah. There are servants. They're supposed there to work servants. for us. So yeah. when they're not, what do we do? We just build yeah. a better system. It's like the yeah. Buckminster Fuller thing I've been talking about so much is the idea that you don't just destroy uh, a decaying system. You build a superior system and the decaying system falls away on its own. Yeah. And so yeah. that proactivity, that's a very, that sovereignty is being proactive towards your freedom, not just sitting there going, when's the freedom going to show up on a silver platter? Because yeah. it ain't. When are they going to come and save me, right, David? No one's saving gonna... nothing. I mean, Nobody's we probably saving. have help. I think we have help. I think you and I. I have think we about do. That. I'm very hopeful about that too. Yeah, we yes. haven't. I haven't jumped that ship yet. That's for sure. Yeah. But you know, it comes back to bringing bringing us back to our roots, to bringing us back to nature. Like I'm going on a mushroom walk this weekend, so I can mm -hmm. learn to cultivate, to bring in my own mushrooms. I'll learn more what to do with them, how to identify them, and that's what we need to go back. Uh, I'm setting up a skills thing for all the people in our community. So they're sending me all their skills. So at a moment's notice, we can go down the list and go, okay, I need a builder. I need a Mr. Fix-It. And we can either barter or trade or whatever. Like we can be there for each other in that way. And that's so important. So we've broken up our group into pods, we call them. And 
different people had different ones. Like I'll give you an example. There's a, a parent pod because right now they're putting a lot of pressure on parents to put the goddamn face diapers on them and all of that. The next step is they want to inject them all, right? We all know that. So giving them um, support with liability forms, telling them where they can go to get information. A couple of my team members want to meet with the parents this week to give them some ideas because if we all stand together, they don't stand a freaking chance, right? So there's that group. We have a group of uh, the tech group, right? The guys that help us pull everything together that we know so we know, okay, Signal is a safe place to go, for example. Or, you know, I'll get on ProtonMail. It's a lot better than being in the Google farm, right? Right. And then you've got the health. All we have, we're blessed here where we are. We have so many healers. I think we're like on overload with healers. But you know what? When things, when the shit hits the fan here, we're going to need all the light workers that we can get because people that have been injected, people that have been brainwashed by this, they're going to really need a lot of help. So we got the health part. And then the, one of the most important part is the, is the food part. So, you know, I've got a big garden. Everybody that has area that has land should be starting their own garden. We have wonderful farmers in our area and gardeners that can help people. I mean, I've been kind of winging it for the last while, but now I've got people I can tap to that I can really learn. And we've got foragers, people that will take you out in the forest so that you can learn to survive. I mean, I even found some white pine birch tree. Oh, right next door to me, for God's sake. We got to make sakes. some tea. We got to make some of that tea. I'm Absolutely. That. When you're ready, I'll pass some on to you. I've been, oh. uh, I've got a whole big branch of it. I've been taking it apart as I go along here. But see, mm -hmm. we have everything we need, right, in our in our system. And then we've got beautiful beings like one of our group members who's, he's actually, I think, been living off the grid for like over 20 years, 20 odd years. So we have a lot of good resources of people that have particular skills, the builders, the farmers, uh, the animal husbandry people, the people can, that can deal with that. So I'll be security. I'll be security. I'll be security and communications. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we need we need that our, our militia military kind of right because uh, in our movement we have that as well. There are people that are being tactically trained as we speak, and we're blessed where we are because Vancouver Island. It's like it's an island. We've got a moat, and That's I heard right. and I heard that this is one of the safest place to be. And I've also heard through the pipeline that the bastion of freedom is really Alberta and BC. We are the bastion of freedom in, in this Canada, country. Eh? Yeah, that yeah. makes sense to me. Because if yeah. you look at the way it's yeah. been breaking down in other provinces, it, yeah. and, and also remember where we are in British Columbia, Alberta, Western Canada, that's where all the farmers, all the Navy people, all the yeah. herbalists and the, and the nature and the hippies yeah. and everybody comes yeah. out here yeah. to the BC anyways. And Alberta's all the, that's like, exactly. these are all the cowboys. That's like Texas of Canada. So exactly. it would make sense that Western Canada would be at the forefront here. And do you know that we are the size of England? I never knew that. There was a there was a person that at one of the meetings I went to that says stated that because we kind of feel a little dwarf, you know, when you look at mm -hmm. us compared to the whole, you know, North American border there. But we are actually the same size as England. So we wow. have a lot going for us here. And we've got a very strong community and it's it's just growing by leaps and bounds. I mean, if we could go from three months to 14 to over 115 people, wow. you know, that's amazing. Uh, 
and, and we that, don't. Again, that's a small community. This is not it like is, a big it major is. city. Someone asked me today, are you segregating the vax and the unvax? I thought, I said to him, what do you mean? I said, that would be freaking ridiculous. You know, we're fighting this divide and conquer thing. That's the last thing we have to do is to enforce that amongst our people. I said, everybody's welcome. As long as they're awake and they're yeah. willing to, they're willing to get off their behind and take part, you know, cause I'm not dragging anybody around with me. I'm not interested in saving anybody. It's like, here it is. This is what we're doing. Step on board and join us and do your part, you know, because yeah. it takes all of us together to make this happen. And I'm feeling so hopeful and just knowing that more and more and more people. And I mean, with the things happening around the world right now, like with Israel, with their th million people that are going to lose their, their green vax pass. That's incredible. Unless what, are they, they get the booster shot, shot. Are they on three or four now? Three or four well, they're, booster. They're going for their third, I think, officially, right? Because right. a million of them have had the two. And now they're being called on to do the third. And they're going, no, we don't want to do that. So now what are they going to do with their, fast, their Vax Pass, right? I hope they shove it right up where the sun don't shine. <laughs> well, and okay, let me ask you this then. Have you been feeling or talking to people and seeing that a lot of people who did get either one or two of these death jabs is regretting it and is now like, okay, well, I'll at least fight beside you for freedom. And I also don't want to have to keep doing this because we're seeing the writing on the wall, Taya, that they're going to want yeah. you on a, every six months, they're going to want you on oh, a yeah. new, it's oh, a subscription-based yeah. model to Vanguard. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. And, they and wanna, the billions of money they make on it yeah. too, right? It's like uh, And their goal is to wipe out, the goal is to wipe out, or at least, so wipe out what they would consider the weak and then yeah. the, the useless remainers, eaters, right, the useless David? eaters. And then the the remaining, they want us trained like the Chinese population under the CCP policy yeah. so that we're complete obedient serfs. But that ain't going to happen, is it? Well, they want cyborgs too, right? Because those injections yeah. that they're giving people, they're actually antennas. And they can actually mind control that way too. I mean, you talk about demonic possession. It's a whole different fucking level of demonic possession. Opening up so portals. It's, and it's so God, nefarious. Because you oxide. see... They're soulless creatures, right? They don't have any soul. They have no compassion, no empathy. And they don't want us tapping into that, which is why this injection, apparently, and I don't know for sure, but it has something to do with it splits the DNA. And it also separates the soul. Because if we can tap into our inner source, nothing can touch us. But if we're disconnected from that, then they can bring in their ideas. They can bring in their energies, and they can take over at that level. But they are soulless creatures, and that's why they're lost. That's why they're going to lose. That's why the light has already won in my mind. And that's that's my motto. That's my mantra. The light has already won. What we're seeing now and what was told to us in the very beginning, and I always keep, uh, keep mind of that, is that things will have to get so bad, they will have to be seen to be so bad so that humanity gets to the point where they will never, ever allow any fucking shit like this to ever come on the planet ever again. So I think we're getting to the tipping point. I think we're going to see it's going to get a lot worse, but a lot worse from the perspective of what we were talking about, people dying now from the injections. And I'm yeah. not seeing a lot of people that have been injection coming to me now. But, you know, I never met anyone who's had COVID. But now, through circles of friends of friends, my dear friend, she's lost a, a friend who was double jab. 
and within a month he was dead. So I'm hearing more and more about people. So the connections are starting to get closer and closer. And I have a feeling that we're going to start seeing it in our family members as well pretty soon who have had the jab. My father is 90. He's in Edmonton. And he's had a couple of jabs. And now he's set up for his booster. So I don't foresee that he's going to live much longer. Because what I'm finding out now, and this latest doctor that did the studies, and he he wanted uh, his, he had a, a, a client who was diabetic, who was doing really well, like he got him to a place where he was doing really well, he got the first jab. And this doctor was very interested in finding out from the data, what was the difference? Well, his whole, his whole immunity system tanked. And by the second one, it was like, it was just so evident that it's like, he has no, what is it, that antigen thing that kicks in? He has no, he has no guards left. The, the, hen, the, house has been, the hen house has been destroyed. There's nothing there to fight off anything. So we're going to see, unfortunately and sadly, a big die-off of friends and family throughout this winter period. And it's already starting. I mean, why do you think they're blaming the unvaccinated, right? And the well, what's Delta interesting variant is, that's falling is part apart. of the vaccines. Yeah, that's right. I've that's heard good. that they should never, in a pandemic, in, in a pandemic, in a real pandemic, you don't bring in vaccines because right. viruses and, and bugs, they have a way, they, they mutate, right? So they change. So they made, they didn't make a mistake. I mean, it was a, it was definitely an agenda with that. But uh, now we're seeing it, and that's why they're starting to lose their uh, – I just wish the media – I wish we could shut down the media somehow because that's yep. keeping so many people still brainwashed. And that that's the most frightening thing is, like, they're just like zombies watching this tube, and they're fed the same thing, right? Get your injection. Help your loved one. Do it for your loved one, right? They, they suck us out at that emotional level. It's your duty to protect your loved ones, you know? And that couldn't be farther from the truth. It's pure, absolute bullshit because that's how they use to manipulate the people. And, on an emotional yeah, level, absolutely. On an emotional level. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. And plus the um, – I mean, they've been working on uh, on on mass um, – oh, what's the word? The, the mind program. control. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, <laughs> mind control. They've got that to a fine art. And I have no doubt that television has been part of that and that they've been working it and working it. And I think part of why people like you and I, and I'm speaking for myself and I don't know about you, but I've never really done much TV. Like I was out traveling the world and doing stuff. And even in my life now, I would, you know, latch onto a few movies here and there. But I've never been drawn to it because I always felt it was bullshit that they were telling me anyway in there. And so right. <laughs> I think I think that that's part of why we haven't been sucked into this whole thing, or part of it anyway, aside from the fact of who we are and that we're really clear and we've got that clarity of, you know, of, of some sense of what's happening in the world. Just brilliant. I always love talking to you. You just always have such uh, good insight and, and I, I'm with you. And I saw the same thing and I with the media, I'm going to be um, hitting them really hard in chapter four of this series. Good. I'll look forward to that. Like psychiatry, mind control, the Milgram experiments, MK Ultra, the whole thing. Because people need to understand how people, what you would call well-intentioned good people, yeah. are so sucked into this. And this is why in chapter three I showcase that little bit about Jim Jones and that cult with Jonestown, yeah. where if you watch 
even one of the sermons of Jim Jones and play it back to back with some of these politicians and some of these media pundits going out there telling us the same narrative, you'll see that it's absolutely identical. And how did it work out for the followers of Jim Jones, right? Not too good. But my thing was, how could you take good, well-meaning people and indoctrinate them to the level where they're willing to commit revolutionary or mass suicide and also give that stuff to their own kids? And then when you understand, when people understand that these guys that you're talking about, these high-level architects, they know how to play in your, the sandbox of your mind. So if yeah. you, the immunity to that comes from this self-awareness and that connection to nature, to God, universe, however you want to define it. But if you are sucked into the lights, the blinded by the light of the cult, then they can manipulate you and they'll manipulate you based on all these different things that you don't know that they're manipulating you on. And you don't, that, these people don't believe they're manipulated. They're like, you guys yeah. are the conspiracy theorists. You guys are the ones. And yeah. it's like, no mate, yeah. it's 100% upside down and inverted. And that's one part of it, David, because the other part of it is they're damn good at compromising and blackmailing people. So a lot of right. the people in their pocket they're, they're feeling like they have no choice in their life. They're going to lose their family. They're going to lose their career. And when you get someone at that level, they're doing, willing to do whatever the hell they have to, right, to just stay on top. So That's they're it. hitting people at many, many levels. And it's all nefarious. It's it's very evil. I mean, they're satanic in, in, in their, you know, globalist satanic cult, you know, and a bunch of fucking pedophiles on top of it, you know. With all the trafficking and everything, and the adrenochrome, and the you know the drinking of children's blood, I mean that put me over the top. I thought, you fuckers, I'm going for you, you know, however <laughs> way I can to wake people up and to get this out into the world. But you can't talk yeah. to too many people about that because they're still kind of trying to wrap their head around it, right? Oh, but it's yeah. true and yeah, it's real it's and it's not made up. And the thing about these globalists is that they tell you right to your face, right? The literature, everything is there. If you go and look, and one of my favorite is anal Klaus Schwab. What a piece of work that freaking monster yeah. is. He's a leader of the fourth, right? And he's the one of you will have nothing and you will be happy. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah right. I, I'm going to look forward to him being happy in Guantanamo Bay forever. <laughs> <laughs> High five on that. Everybody's cheering for you right now. Um, and there's many that there's many names on the list. How many 200,000 indictments or whatever? Come on. We got a lot of work oh, yeah. to do here. This will make Nuremberg look like a freaking kindergarten show. Oh but, yeah. But absolutely. here's the thing, Taya, what do you, we got about 10, 15 minutes here. Um, what's your, you look at this from many perspectives too, just like myself. So you, you brought up a whole bunch of things right there. We've got, um, Ghislaine Maxwell's trial coming up. I think it's yep. October. We've got these uh, impending indictments coming down from people like Durham. We've got election fraud being exposed. We've got the pandemic being exposed from every conceivable angle. I mean, anybody falling for this at this point is just, I don't know where they're, what reality they're living in. Well, we need to get it on the media, on the mainstream. That's what it is. That's the problem. But but what's amazing is as what I'm basically trying to do is zoom out and let people know there's a battle happening here. Okay. And however people want to try to define you know, the good guys, the bad guys, the white. I just think this is a big thing. This is energy. This is consciousness. This is the force of the universe is at war right now. So we're just seeing the effects of that. So you're going to see more whistleblowers coming out. You're going to see more people being exposed. 
uh, you're going to see all the, some of the darkest stuff that you've just brought up is going to come more and more to light. We've got some of these films coming out. We've got, so do you see it like that? Do you see like, in a sense, this really is a storm in a way, however people, like, cause it, yeah. it's, it seems to all be coming to a head. Like every conspiracy known to the internet is now coming out live in front of the whole world all at one time. I just, I can't just feel like that's just coincidence that right when they're putting all the pressure on us and they're like, we're going to round you up and put you in concentration camps and you're going to bend the knee and do it's like, yeah, but at the same time, all these people are getting exposed. People are CEOs are stepping down. Uh, what's her face in uh, New Zealand or Australia just yeah. stepped down. Gladys. Yeah. Gladys. Like Gladys. Like, right. Like, so there's two sides to this battle, isn't there? Yeah. And I, I really feel we've reached the tipping point, too. And another point that we need to be aware of, too, and we need to own, is that as a collective, we've brought this onto ourselves for whatever reason, for whatever lesson or learning, that you can't just say, oh, it's those guys. We're, we're part of it at whatever level, you know, and we need to own that as well. And at least now we're opening our eyes and we can choose a different path, you know. We have free will, and we don't have to live in this way anymore. And thank God that more and more people are awakening up because I think that the numbers are, I think we're way, there's way more of us than we even realize, David. And that's what gives me the courage every day to, to reach higher and higher. And we need to keep raising our vibrations as well and our frequencies. I'm just going to bring in a few, uh, a bit about the vibrational revelations people that I work Please. from with out of uh, Florida. Alejandro Ferradas and Elena Bensonoff. I was introduced to them by Sasha Stone last November. He was doing a special uh, show with them. And what they do is they read the collective by they read the collective grid and they use scalar technology developed by the Russians. And this is the truth system. I've looked for something that tells me the truth for a very long time. And this doesn't bullshit because it just calls it what it is. And as an example, all the politicians that we've read, including my favorite True Dope, all of them, they're at frequencies on the scale of one to a thousand, 50 to a hundred. A baseline is 200, the level of courage. You don't want to be below one below 200. So all of them are at the level of 50. We did the frequencies of Mr. Donald Trump, and he's not a politician, and thank freaking Lord for that. He's at least at the level of 310, which is the level of willingness. And that gives me even more hope that we have someone like him who is definitely behind the scenes. I mean, Trump is not a freaking, he's not a quitter and he's not a loser either. So I just know that they're, he's back there and they're waiting for the right time. I mean, he was called in by the military, right? There was about nine or so of them that called him in. And I think that the cabal, I don't think they realized how big and how, 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 how their tentacles reached out in so many places. And I think that the whole thing with the uh, election went awry because I think that the cabal threatened with a nuclear or something that would be really bad. So they've had to make really hard choices of, you know, this many dead as opposed to this many dead because they knew that there would be casualties, but they're trying their best to negate that as much as possible. I believe that very fervently that, you know, 
from from what he's doing, even the whole vaccine thing, I've I've kind of scrunched my head up at that and going, what the hell are you talking about, Trump? But they even say that this whole plan to accelerate all of this was that if he hadn't done that, they would have held everyone in lockdown for five years while they came up with a vaccine. So I think that there was a reason behind all that. And I'm hoping in the next few months, I'm tired of waiting. My sons, they've given up believing me because they say, Mom, every time you give me a goalpost, oh, it's going to happen this time and this time. It's like, you know, they see me more as a conspiracy theorist than everything. And now I keep saying to my son because he's worried about the vaccination thing with his work. And I said, Simon, we're at, we're at a tipping point right now. And just just wait. We got to get through this winter because I said this is when a lot of people are going to really start dying and then they're not going to be able to hide it. I mean, They've done a damn good job at hiding it so far, but from the places that I look and the poor people that have been impacted so brutally by this, it's like, this Something's has got to stop. Yeah. Something's got to fucking give. And I think we're at that point, David. I think we're getting very, very close. I mean, look at our election. Even our election was rigged totally. Oh, you know? I believe it. Top it's, to bottom. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Trudeau was an idiot bringing in a, bringing in an election, costing us, However much money that we could have used it was to take care of our people, dollars. to take care million. of our people, yeah. and he wanted a majority. So what did he freaking land up with? Another minority. So like, what the fuck did you do that for? That didn't help anybody. But I heard that there was other reasons for that. That Elections Canada are are changing the goalposts of where electric. Uh, electric positioning of stuff in the country. Yeah, I think he only got an approval. Of the, and again, these are all official numbers, and they can always be tampered with. But um, I think they said he only got an overall vote of about 36% of the country voted for him. David, but they, what but happened? he won. Yeah. It's so weird. But then, you know, they said he won on the night of the elections. But, you know, the mail-in ballots were only counted three days later. I never heard anything about that. And apparently six million people voted on those. I know. I didn't hear anything like, either on that. And it's like, so, so what's up audits. with that? We need Wendy Rogers to come down here and <laughs> start kicking it yeah. off. Or we yeah. got to do it, man. Because I want to know, and I think that re regardless of anybody's opinion on these people, like Trump or anything like that, because I'm inclined to agree with you, and I, I keep that hope alive. I know for a fact there is good people in high places yes, working thank behind God. the scenes. Thank God. And I also know that what we could call spirit, you know, or God or universe, that there, well, people have to stop believing the biggest lie of all is that they're believing that evil is this omnipotent uh, and corruption and tyranny. It's like this omnipotent, indestructible, unbeatable. It's already a wrap. They've already got everything controlled. There's no way out. And when you project that kind of belief onto your enemy, don't you know that they have an advantage over you by you believing that they're not the only show in town? Look at here, where we are right now, all these people watching yeah. this stream, commenting yeah. with opinion, thinking, we're all here waking up and trying to find a solution. And yeah, so yeah. let's, we don't, we don't need to fight amongst each other over what's what let's just yeah. see what's going to happen. And, and while we're waiting for big things to happen, yeah. uh, we make big things happen. We go out there. We're not sitting on our thumbs. We're not dormant. We're active. You're active. I'm active. Yeah. People here, yeah. you're active just by sharing a video that might wake up somebody. You don't know who you're waking up, yeah. you know? And so just, we have to keep it in perspective and, and not have unrealistic hope. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, we can't be in complete pessimism because you can't win a fight if you believe you're already going to lose. Like that's not going to help. Yeah. So finding that balance, I think, did you have any exactly. ideas on that? Well, I totally agree with what you're saying. And I think we're all being called upon now to go within. 
In fact, right. give me a few minutes. I want to sing you a little song at the end of this that I think we all need to be Amazing. focusing in on more than more. So sure. uh, we, we can wrap are, up with that we, after. But yeah, if you, yeah. You've got well, any other points you wanted to bring up, or maybe if there's any, um, is there any public place that people can follow you? Because you're going to have a bunch of fans after this, Taya. Trust me, they're going to want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm on Signal. So that's one way for people. And if a uh, fake book ever comes up again, you can definitely find me on Facebook. And uh, I mean, I'm not used to being in the spotlight. So this is a new experience for me, but I have a you lot to awesome. share. And, and I want to be there for humanity and for people. I mean, in my meditation every day, I call on spirit to use me as an instrument of thy will, you know, because I know I'm here for this reason. So it's like, okay, guys, put me to work here and put me to work in the best way possible. And my ancestors are coming through me as well. So I'm being very guided, very guided in, in, in what I'm doing now. And uh, I vibrate very much at the love level. And, you know, when you get up there at uh, frequencies that are higher, your impact on people begins to exponentially increase. That's so right. I have with the frequency that I'm on right now, I'm not going to admit what I am online or anything, but uh, I can have the potential of, of affecting people around me, like 410,000 people that can just relate to what I'm saying, coming from that energy perspective, coming from that love and light that we all are, because that's what we are. You know, we're energy in motion. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. Well, Taya, I'll give you the floor if you've got a little. Okay. Here, let me get before you go. I'm going to get off about... screen. Hold on. I want to do. Okay. As soon as I jump off screen, the floor is yours. Here you go. Okay. All right. So my little song for everyone goes like this. We are all one spirit. We are all one spirit. We are all one spirit on our way home. Everybody wants to come home. We are all one spirit. We are all one spirit. We are all one spirit on our way home. Everybody wants to come home. Love you guys. Love you so much. Thank well you done, so much. Man. That was, or, <laughs> I'm all, you got me weepy now. I can't even talk anymore. <laughs> so it's clearly the end of the show. But uh, just Taya, thank you so much. And you're thank amazing. You, and you're welcome back anytime. Thank and I've already you. got people telling me to, to have you back. So we'll definitely do it. And I look forward to seeing you at, uh, an upcoming get together that will yeah. be all of course, socially distanced and uh, not following can't, the rules at all. Can't wait for another hug. Hugs are <laughs> my thing, man. <laughs> the more, the better. I hunt those down. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Hey, good That's job. Awesome. You have a warrior spirit, Taya. So keep it up. Keep fighting the fight. I'll be there. And uh, for everybody listening right now, do not give up that hope. There's always hope. And we're not talking Absolutely. fake hopium here. We're talking real stuff. Find out what you are. Find out what you're made of. You came here to live in this time to do good work. You came here to fight this battle. If you're here paying attention, you are here for a reason. Never doubt it. The bad guys aren't the only show in town, and we are going to win in the end. Mark my words. So stay yeah, tuned. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Taya. And we'll catch everybody you, next David. time. Cheers, thank everybody. You. Bye yeah. for now.